another episode of the Rental Journal Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the equipment rental industry. I'm your host, Mark Simonson, and today's episode is sponsored by Enoro. Now, managing a mixed fleet can be very complex. However, you're very likely sitting on a gold mine of telemetry information that by activating can completely transform how you manage and maintain your equipment. Get your data working for you. Enoro's simple software solution links your telemetry data being captured by your equipment to data in your operational systems, then surfaces it on one screen, giving you a unified view of all of your operations. So you can streamline processes, automate your rental workflows, reduce maintenance costs, and maximize your fleet utilization. Find out how Enora can help you take better control of your fleet at www.inauro.io forward slash rental or give them a call on 1300 462 876. On the podcast today as a guest, we have Emily Donny. Emily has over 12 years experience in the equipment rental industry and is a senior rental controller at all lift forklifts and access equipment in Sydney. Allift is one of the fastest growing rental companies in Australia with locations in Sydney, Newcastle, Melbourne, and now Brisbane. During the episode, we learn about what it's like to be a rental controller, some of the challenges that Emily has faced over her career, and also some advice that she would give to women that are thinking about joining the equipment rental industry. So Emily, thank you for coming on the Rental Journal podcast. To start off with, do you want to talk to me about how you first became involved in the equipment rental industry? I was young. I was... 21 I was looking for a new job I knew of the company that I um, started off in the rental industry for I'd heard of them and what they had done or what they do it was close to home and I happened to get into it I hated it at first I hated everything about it but I, I pushed through and it happened to be something that I knew that if I was going to take this job I was going to do it forever I loved it um, or I was going to stick it out till I loved it I didn't want to be a person who moves around into different jobs. I wanted long-term and 10 years later, I was still there, still in the same position, still doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So you said that when you first joined the industry, you hated it. Can you talk through that a little bit? I hated that I wasn't able to help people. Customers would ring up and I had to prove myself. They'd had a long-term relationship with my supervisor so I ended up being like a receptionist rather than a, an assistant rental coordinator. They didn't want to talk to me. They just want to leave messages. I ended up getting to a point where I was getting sick of that. And I told them that my boss was on the phone and he was just busy. He couldn't talk to you. I would have to help you. And I started by taking the messages, asking all these questions to try and figure out what it, what it was that they were trying to do so that I could learn to help them. But it was like pulling teeth every time. And it took a good while before people actually trusted me to help them and to supply them with the right machinery but once I got my first win I like yes I got this (laughs) and I just kept trying to power on from there yeah it's amazing you should have done the old trick and said let me just go get the higher controller put the phone down and then go pick up the phone again (laughs) (laughs) but being female as well was also part of it is that they didn't know me I was new and female trying to help the tradies they didn't want to buy of it yeah that's crazy and so what was your role Mm -hmm. at the time Uh, assistant rental coordinator Okay. And you said you did that for 10 years uh, at a single yes. company. And then what was the evolution yes. from there? I moved on to Allift and now I'm the senior rental controller. Well, 
I do all of it actually, <laughs> but that's my title. Yes. <laughs> was there a moment where it clicked where you realized, yep, like I, I can do this. I, I can work in this industry and I can work with this, this market. And I, I believe in myself. Like what was the moment that where that really clicked? I think once I started realize, learning a little bit more about the machinery and I realized I've got this and I was able to help people. And then people were ringing, asking to talk to me. My boss would answer the phone and they're like, oh, can I talk to Emily? And I knew from there, I've got this and I'm going to smash this. And I was doing additional work and additional tasks that customers were asking me to do and not my, not my boss. And it ended up to the point, you know, a good couple of years later where, they, where he, was, he ended up being like the receptionist. He was just doing bits and pieces because they'd ring and they'd talk to me and, and I could help them. And they, they knew that I could help them, you know, within 30 seconds of them talking to me. So I knew mm. from there and I knew this is it. I've got this. This is what I can do. And I love it. And I've loved it's, it ever since. And so was there a lot of study? Like how did you sort of really improve no. that knowledge? Like what was um, the effort? My memory's not probably the best, but I just seem to remember it. I remember the machines. I remember the unit numbers. I remember uh, the specs on the machines. I envisage what people are doing. If someone tells me that they're unloading out of a container, I envisage unloading out of the container how are they doing it is it on the back of a truck what other machinery do I need so I imagine all of that to know or figure out how I can help them what machinery I can provide for them um, and that's helped me get through it's just imagining what people are actually doing are you spending your Fridays doing manual data entry what could you replace that time with closing more deals spending time with family what if you found a platform that could give you back your time and you got to choose what you wanted to do with it. Arrow is the sales and growth platform built for you. A simple and powerful way to close big deals. Unlock your growth today and visit www.try.rentalarrow.com. Again, that's www.try.rentalarrow.com. Now back to the podcast episode. Yeah, sending, really... getting, getting them to send photos and, and, you know, show me the area that you're working. What does it look like? I need like a street view or, or the environment to the ground and stuff like that. And people think you're silly, but it helped me help people. Yeah. I can really feel the passion in your voice. Like you, you really sound like I love you it. Love, I love, it. love helping people. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I love that I can do that. And I love that I'm one of those people in industry where, like I said, they can call you and hire a machine or hire a machine and an operator and, they don't care the price. They don't care anything about it. They, they know that I'll look after them. And to me, that's my job done, done and dusted. And I'm good at that. So yeah. So then talk me through what your preconceived thoughts were before you joined the industry. And then like, let's fast forward to today. Like, what's your thoughts today about the industry? Um, I was young and just thought it was just another job. I wanted out of where I was and I wasn't happy. And I just thought, I've got this. It's just an assistant role. I'll be right. I'll learn it, you know, young, naive, I guess, coming into it when I'm actually in it now, I realize it's a lot of hard work. I put a lot of hard work into it. I worked hard for it to prove myself, to prove myself to management, to prove myself to customers, to prove myself to my drivers. Yeah. So looking back, there's, there's yeah, I worked quite hard for it, but you just, you don't realize. And then what about how the industry as a whole can attract more women into the industry because it's something that I've been pushing a lot on this podcast and saying that we need to get the word out there and get education. Like how, yeah. how do you think that the industry as a whole can attract more women? 
Um, it's funny, you know, that over the last couple of years, really, there's been a lot of women coming into the industry, a lot more than what there was when I first started. It's hard to try and figure out how to attract women to it, I guess, because it, it could be filled with women, but it's still like a real male field, I guess. And it's because you're dealing with tradies, builders, forklift operators, machinery operators, drivers. So I don't know. I don't know how you would attract more women into it. I guess advertise with more women when they're looking for roles, advertise more through their company website, stuff like that, advertise the positions of women high up in management, even in rental positions, show that there's women there, I guess. And and when people go for interviews or go through um, agencies, put it out there more for women, I guess. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know what the actual answer is to attract more women. I guess it's just They've got to have the passion for it too, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it starts with changing the perception that's out there. I think when you yeah. go to a job site or wherever it is, in, in general in construction, there's this perception that it's a yes. male-dominated industry. And, yeah. and the perception needs to change because there's a lot of great women in the industry already. And we need yeah. to like put them on a pedestal really and say, look, hey, th- these are successful women that are in the industry yep. that are demonstrating that they can do it just as good as any guy or any male. Yep. And I think yep. putting more information and, and, and building, building those women up, I think is a great way to say, Hey, don't, don't have any preconceived thoughts about what it's like to work at all lift or work at whatever company it is. Realize yeah. that there, there's an equal opportunity here and, and we need women in the industry. It's not just a male dominated industry. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's good. That's that. That's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it. I, I've been pushing it a lot on this podcast. Like, I think it's something that is really important. And like the the Hire and Rental Association, they, they've been pushing the, the Women in Hire program as well. And there's a few Facebook groups out there as well that are sort of yes. pushing it. I think any anyone that needs information, they can obviously reach out to those associations or they can reach out to the podcast as well. But they're the sort of things that I think really need to start start with. Yeah. So maybe it would be great to explain to the, the audience as well around what it actually entails to be a senior rental controller uh, within all lift. So like maybe you just want to give a, a play-by-play on what your average day might look like. Wow. My day starts with the possible phone call of drivers early in the morning if they can't get to a site, if there's any issue, if a machine's not ready. And that can start at five o'clock in the morning or even earlier sometimes then you actually get to work any issues that have come up within the workshop that affect you and your machinery you have to sort that then you finally sit down look at everything that's going on for the day start working out what machines need to be um, allocated or prepped for the day as they go also in between that is allocating the next job for the drivers as they come booking operator jobs as they come in because i have my own clientele and then the bookings just keep coming, finding machines, returning machines, closing off jobs, invoicing, calls, salespeople, customers wanting extra documentation because the industry and the documentation has gone through the roof now before machines even get to sites. There's a lot. And it's yeah. continuous. It's the, same, it's the same type of stuff every day, but it's, it, it chops and changes on the day and, and, and what's happening Mm, yeah, like there's a lot of moving parts in that day that you just explained. So oh, how, yes. do you, how, do you, how do you sort of balance that, that within you like can't. your... You, you can't. You just have to 
the same thing with your work life home balance thing you just have to work it as it comes I drive to work I say today's going to be a good day I've got this it's going to be a good day and I'm lucky the, the people I work with make it so much better the people in the office they're they're in the same same game they're in the workshop doing the exact same thing under pressure the service department under pressure spare parts under pressure we're all here for the same reason and the only our only escape is that laugh and that joke to remove our minds for 30 seconds but it makes it a great environment actually everyone there even like the people up in the office it's it's a great environment and that's how we get through so even the most stressful days become the most enjoyable because you're doing you're doing it with other people you're not you're not alone and i think that kind of what makes us a little bit different to other places that we are such a great team and we all really work together to get stuff done it makes us a little bit different to others i think because i found that others really a department first department where we are like let's get this done and we work as a whole to do it yeah and i'm really seeing a lot of growth as well new locations in three states now it's uh just yep. to take off yep yep it's good things are finally happening and it, it, it's good and we've worked like i said we've worked really hard for it and we've worked as a team to do it which is probably the best way to do it and i noticed on linkedin it's really starting to become uh, more relevant in a lot of equipment rental businesses as well and i've noticed that you've actually shared some some photos online uh, around all lift in particular there was a, a black 64 rt uh, scissor which i saw you nicknamed batman which i thought was yes. like one of the coolest machines i've seen yep. so like, what's the story behind this machine nothing special i'll be honest one of the um the workshop manager actually named it batman and i was like this is great i'm going to roll with this this is good advertisement i follow customers suppliers other supply companies transporters everyone on linkedin like you said it's a good connection it's a good business connection and i wanted that and i wanted to advertise or lift and 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 show what we have and what we do um i found that some people know that we have machinery but don't know that we have other types of machinery and the 64 rough terrain was one of them it was brand new it was beautiful and black and big and I wanted our customers and our, our sub hire companies to know that we have this and it's ready to go. And that was more my aim in basically putting more photos up of our trucks and our machines and what's going out the door to show that we have this. And if you need it, we're here, we can help you. And also to boost my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> For sure. Well, I looked at, looked at the photo and I was like, I don't want to put this on a job site. This looks too clean. This is, yeah, this is like such a sexy machine. <laughs> yeah. No, she's a, she's a nice looking uh, piece of gear, definitely. So, so who do you think played a big influence in your career from a mentor perspective? No, I don't think there. I don't think there were. I I don't know any other. Well, at the time, any great females out there in the rental industry who smashed it, and I was like, I'm going to be like her. There was one person at Lencro who was the sales and rental manager, Ross Smith, and he had been around since day dot and he had customers who would ring him for multiple machines for sale or, or long-term hire or whatever it was and he would get the orders over the phone and if i had to nail it down to one person possibly him because he just like i said he could do his orders over the phone and they'd be hundreds of thousands of dollars worth and he could do it like that and the customers trusted him and i guess i wanted to be like that mm. um but in terms of really influenced me no one I, it was my own motivation and enjoyment in what i do that that has helped me do what i do really have you thought about joining any of the the mentor programs at all in the 
industry. No. We'll have to talk about that after the podcast and how we okay. can get you involved in some of those because it's a two-way okay. street. You can yeah. you can be paired up with some pretty significant people in the industry, male and female, that could mentor yeah. you. And it's the other way around. You can also be yeah. a, a mentor to other people in the industry as well. I think it's probably yeah. a great opportunity and I can put you in contact with the relevant people that would like, really Thank help you. you out. Thank you. Thanks. I do follow, Um, I am part of the equipment in hire, women in equipment hire. I stopped that anyway uh with Sam Friesen and Rebecca from high range I am with them and there's a lot of support and stuff there and I idolize those women in what they do I don't know much about them but for them to be mums and running businesses I put them on a pedestal I do like that they can do that so they kind of are mentors and slight support but I it would be great to be part of probably more of it I guess yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Sam's been quite influential. Actually. She's, she's given us a few guests to come on the podcast. She, she was actually yeah. one of the original interviews we did as a, for a written interview. Wow. Like this is well before the podcast even started. It was actually a written yeah. interview we did with Sam and Rebecca is actually coming on the podcast as well. So we've got a few different oh, people good. that good. have come through, but yeah, they're, they're doing a, a great job out there in building a, a community of, of some sort as well. They're, uh, they're doing really good. Yep. So then if you could give some advice to your younger self, what would you say? You've got this. You can do it. Push through it. You've got this. That, that's what I, t- I guess, you know, that's, that's what I told myself. And then I, I've got this. I can do this. And I push through to do it. And I tell everyone that. I've told people that have come through all these two haven't really thought it was for them. And you can do this. You, you'll get through this. Just push through. Believe you can do it. Believe you can help people. Figure out a way that's, that's best for you. And, and roll with it. Yeah, that's, that's good advice. I think a lot of people get stuck in their head quite a lot. And, and once you're stuck in your head and you're not really talking about, I guess, how you feel or you, like you might, you, might have, you might have this whole ecosystem of, of, of this perception of yourself, but on the outside, everyone's thinking, oh, Emily's doing a great job, but you might think that everyone thinks you're doing a bad job. So I think, yeah, it, having that, that self-confidence and just reassuring and, and taking a step back and, and realizing that, things are possible. And, and, uh, and I think just talking to people, like sharing experiences with other people in the businesses is a really great way to just understand where you're at and where you might need help or, or what you're doing good at. And there's a, there's a lot more support now, I think, out there. Like I said, with the, the girls from the uh, Women in Equipment Hire, they're, they're there and a lot of people are, you know, put their, put their, their queries or their questions or their, their feelings out on there. I speak for myself for all if there's a lot of support there in management and, and, and co-workers and stuff like that, that we are able to talk to and, and discuss how we feel. I'd like to hope there's the same in, in other companies, but it, it's so close knit that I feel like even if someone, they could talk to other people because everyone is here for the same reason. Mm, yeah, exactly. Very true. And then I've been asking this question recently because people have liked <laughs> the responses. So we'll throw it in there as well as a bit of a curveball. So if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be and why? Wow. One would be probably personal, but it's my, my great-grandmother. She passed away when I was 12 and I was quite close to her. So I think I'd like to have dinner with her so you can meet my kids and everything else and to see how proud she would be of me. Maybe the person who hired me at Lencro when I was 21, who passed away maybe a year to two years after I started, I'd like to have dinner with him to show him where I'm at today. 
because I think he would be quite proud. And then probably a celebrity of some sort, just for the sake of it. <laughs> just for the sake of it. <laughs> yeah, wow. just for the sake of it. Mm. So, so that person that hired you then in the early days, yes. what was his name? Bill McCaskey. And did he see something in you? Did he take a chance on you? Like, What was uh, the story there? Well, he must have because I just remember going in there after work one day for an interview and he stayed stayed back and it was such a lovely bloke and um, I think he was Scottish he was and he had this really funny accent it reminded me of the donkey from Shrek I think it was <laughs> was it a donkey in Shrek I can remember who's got the Irish the Irish accent or Scottish accent anyway he reminded me of one of them from Shrek and um, it was just a really nice bloke and and he helped me get where I am I guess by by employing me I'd like to hope that he's seen something in me to see what I could do, but he didn't get the chance. But I'd like to hope he would be proud. No, I'm sure he would be. I'm sure he would be. Okay. And finally, how do you define success? Achieving personal goals, whatever they are, work, home, life, anything at all, achieving personal goals. To me, that's success. Anyone can get a top-notch job. Anyone can do all those things. But achieving personal goals is probably where the action making yourself feel that you have been successful in something is probably being actually successful. That's because like you said, is that it's the perception is I could hit all those targets, but if I feel like I'm not, or they're not good enough, or people think that I'm, or they're not happy with me the way I think, then I'm not really, it's not really successful. I'm not, I haven't succeeded in anything because I don't feel personally like I've succeeded. So I would say personal goals. Mm. Do you write down some of your goals? Like how do you visualize them? No, no, no? I don't. I just, I don't have time. I just take every day as it comes. <laughs> you take it, you take a mental Actually, note. No. I lie. I, yeah. I just say, I'm going to get through today and that's going to be it. And if we get through today, we're winning. So. Yeah. Very good. That's very it. Good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I think, look, I think it is important to take a step back and, and, and at least self-reflect on the year or past couple of years or, or whatever it might be. Because mm-hmm. if you're always caught up in, in like the moment, uh, like you can always have an idea about what your goals are, but I think there's a real sense of achievement when you can actually cross something off. Like I like using a whiteboard. That's my, my, my go-to, like just writing a little goal in there or whatever it might be. And, and I might not touch it for like six months, eight months, two years, whatever it is, but the sense of when you sort of scrub it out or you cross it off or whatever it is, I think there is a, a sense of fulfillment in that as well. And it doesn't yeah. take very long. Like it, you can write down goals in like five minutes. So I think uh, I, would, I would definitely, if you want to do it, I would definitely don't, recommend. Look, don't like, get me wrong. I, I have things that I, that I want to achieve at some point or where I want to be in the years to come and stuff like that. But in terms of, smallish goals and stuff like that no i'm i'm content but i just need to push through <laughs> yeah to get to where i want to get to where i plan to where i want to be yeah yeah roll with the punches yeah 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 so so what are some of your your bigger goals then if you don't mind sharing interesting to sort of i'm finding that what i'm doing now even though i'm doing uh i'm wearing three or four hats through the day I'm finding it's becoming more like an operations side of things. So my goal, I guess my my future goal at some point is to move into operations, which is what I would I would like to do. 
I found that I'm good at that. I found that um, helping push things out the door and operate things a little bit better, I guess, from the downstairs perspective is quite enjoyable. So, so I think somewhere a, along the line, yeah. You've got to find a mini me that you're saying? Yes, or a couple of them, I think. A couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's something that's, uh, it took me a long time, actually. I, for, for most of my career, I was always trying to do everything myself, like just push through. And I, like I thought, I can do this better than most people. I'm just going to take as many hours in the day and just do as much as I can and things will be perfect. And then a light bulb moment happened when I, um, yeah, I just, I needed someone else to help out. And so I started recruiting and I realized that like, if you recruit correctly and you, you mold that person, you can like achieve so much more in the day because instead of you doing all the daily tasks, you can then now start getting those mini me's in there that are sort of, yep. you're, you're mentoring them to become you and then up and up and yep. up and up. And then you can start focusing on bigger picture stuff yes i like yes. to call it the treadmill i've mentioned it many times in the podcast so many people yeah. are stuck on their treadmill and it's like you don't want to get off the treadmill because the business will stop running but if you stay on the treadmill then you'll be on the treadmill forever it's yeah. uh it's the analogy of working uh on the business rather than in the business as much uh, and it's something yeah. that i think a lot of managers or people that want to want to be managers that's a big step for them because what's going to happen is you're going to employ someone or two people and they're going to stuff up like they're going to stuff up quite a bit and uh it's about yeah mentoring them and and not getting frustrated and just doing and micromanaging you know what i mean like that's, yeah, that's probably a, yeah. a big step forward you should listen to an episode i i had with um i had the owner of rpm hire have you heard of rpm hire okay yep yep yeah, a, yeah ash came on there and he spoke about how he owned like he did everything he was like the driver. Mm. He was the service guy. He was the rental coordinator. He was, he was doing everything. And then um, for him to scale his business, he had to employ people. And one of the biggest things that he struggled with was like, he was a perfectionist. And so yep. everything needed to be perfect. And he realized to scale his role in his business, there had to be mistakes. And it was yep. like, yeah. So he talks about that quite a lot on his podcast episode. I'll send you the link. Yep. So it's, yep, it's a really good episode. Oh, very nice. Well, um, look, I, I really appreciate that you've you've got so much passion for the industry, and I think Dean's pretty lucky to to have you on his thank books. You. <laughs> thank you. All right, Emily. Well, thank you for coming on the Rental Journal podcast. Thank you very much for having me. This podcast episode was brought to you by our premier partner, Ken Arts. Hire.